Okay. That's one of them. It's, I'm doing it twice because I mess up at least twice. Okay. Uh, let's let's go to the Lord and then we'll uh, we'll we'll see what we can find. Father, we thank you for who you are, and we thank you for this class, and we thank you for this day, and we thank you for our church, the opportunity of work and witness we have in this place, and we ask that you bless us. We ask that you be with uh, Pastor Larry as he stands before us in a few minutes, and. For those that have already been and, and heard him, we thank you for that. Father, we thank you for scripture and that a long time ago you moved in the heart of Isaiah to write and, and he did and, and it's been preserved through history and we have it and we can hold it in our, in our hand and Father, help us to glean the truths that Isaiah was trying to say 3,000 years ago to our own hearts and lives. Make it applicable to us today. Father, I thank you for all you are. You've heard the prayers and the requests for these people for physical healing and surgeries that come and we ask that you just honor these requests and, and do as only you can do. Hold them close to you and love them to yourself. And Father, we thank you and we give you the praise for everything that's said and done. For it's in Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. <clears throat> this piece of paper up here gets redundant, but <clears throat> Isaiah, the kingdom was divided because of disobedience. Isaiah wrote, the northern kingdom, or we'll talk about that a little bit next week, and the following weeks where this the northern kingdom was taken into captivity by Assyria and, and, and Isaiah witnessed it. And then a few short years later we have Babylon going to take the southern kingdom into captivity. Then we had two return trips after Jeremiah prophesied that they would come back. Ezra and Nehemiah, there was three trips all together. There was about 400 silent years at the end of the Old, Old Testament in Jesus' came. Uh, whosoever will can be saved. And we are in a period of grace now. Um, <clears throat> how long that will be, I don't know. 1947, Israel became a nation again. They were divided here and went away and went away in 1947, they were, by UN decree, made a nation. Jesus could come back any time. We don't know. Then we have a tribulation, a thousand years of rule and reign, a new heaven and a new earth. Dates are subjective, as we've talked about up there. Deuteronomy 28. Um, the Lord, these Israelites, Jacob, see, Israel, children of Abraham, all the same people, 
they are his own possession. And the second giving of the law is what Deuteronomy is because the will in the wilderness wanderings, people 20 years and, and up died in the wilderness. They buried people in the wilderness. 40 years passed. What they had seen Moses do coming from the Red Sea and the times in Egypt, but this time was just tales. So Moses thought it was important to give the second giving of the law. We have it in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy is a second giving of the law for these people who grew up during the wilderness wanderings. And he gets to the end of the chapter here, and he says this in verse 28, chapter 28. <coughs> now it shall be, if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all His commandments, which I have commanded you today, the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Blessed shall be you in the city. Blessed shall be your offspring. Blessed shall be your basket of your kneeling bow. <clears throat> Blessed shall you be when you come out. Blessed shall you be when you go in. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise up against you to defeat before you. The Lord will command His blessings upon you in your barns and all that you put in your hand. He will bless you in the land of which the Lord God gives you. The Lord Himself will establish a holy people to Himself. As He swore to you, if you keep my commandments, the Lord your God, and walk in His ways. And He goes on down through 14 verses. And he tells them the blessings that they will have. From verse 15 through verse 68, God says, this is what will happen if you don't obey me. It took 14 verses for him to tell you what will happen if you obey me. It took six, uh, 54 verses for him to say, this is what's going to happen if you don't obey me. Well, Isaiah, we know, they didn't obey. Because of a lot of things, after Solomon and his sin and bringing foreign wives in and, and bringing foreign gods in and having altars or, as Scripture says, high places to them, <clears throat> it fell apart. Solomon's son, Rehoboam, uh, he rebelled. He, uh, the men there said, the people will follow you if you'll just uh, be nice. And he said, no, I'm not going to be nice. I'm going to do what I want to do. And the kingdom was divided right there. So, as we go on, and we had uh, First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles, and then we have Isaiah, and he wrote in, in the presence of several of these kings. 
And he's saying the same thing that God told him in Deuteronomy. If you'll obey me, this is what will happen. If you disobey me, this is what will happen. And Isaiah wanted to see the two tribes of the south, the southern kingdom, Judah, he wanted to, to get them reconciled unto God. And he preached and taught and prophesied to that end. And, and as we see and as we know, because we're on this side of history, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Let's pick up in chapter in chapter 30 of, uh, of Isaiah with the 15th verse of Isaiah chapter 30. That's page 507 in the little Bible. Verse 15 of chapter 30. For thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, has said, In repentance and rest you will be saved, in quietness and trust in your strength. But you were not willing. You said, No, for we will flee on horses. Therefore we shall flee, and we shall ride on swift horses. Therefore those who pursue you shall be swift. A thousand will flee at the threat of one man, and you will flee at the threat of fire until you are left as a flag on a mountaintop, as a signal on a hill. I think sometimes we even today haven't learned that lesson. We think that that God doesn't see what we do and doesn't know what we're doing and doesn't uh, respond to what we we act and what we our disobedience. And yet we come back and we focus this on time, as we've often said, uh, time. It's not very important to the Lord, like it is to us. Um, <laughs> this morning is an indication of that. We watched our clocks and we moved them ahead. The TV remote said the proper time, and I looked at my phone and it had turned, and time, you know, time. We get up and go to work at a time. You know, I come upstairs at 12 o'clock and Doctor says, "Are you hungry?" I says, "It's twelve o'clock. You know, it's it's time to it's time to eat. You know, and it's it's all this time." But Peter tells us that a thousand years with the Lord is, is a day, and a day is a thousand years. It it doesn't mean, and what we've had example after example of where God said something, and four hundred years it came to pass, five hundred years it came to pass. He doesn't forget. He doesn't forget. We'll say a little bit more about that in just a minute. <clears throat> okay, verse 18 of chapter 30. Therefore, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. And therefore, He waits on high to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. How blessed are we, excuse me, how blessed are all those who long for Him. If you skip forward to the New Testament in 2 Peter, he said he's not willing that any should perish, but all would come to repentance. He wants everybody to know Him. 
He wants everybody to know Him. And that's our ultimately goal as we're walking today is to be sure that our family, those we know, those we come in contact with, those we love, are in the fold. That's our primary task right now. He's, he's willing to take them in. He says, how blessed are those who long for Him in the latter part of verse 18. Verse 20. He said, the teacher, capital T, in the New American Standard, every time deity will be capitalized. So, teacher will no longer hide himself but your eyes will behold your teacher and your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or to the left. We had a men's Bible study on Tuesday morning and Jack Bethay was in there a lot. And we talked about God's will and listening to God's voice and and. He says, Bill, how do we do that? I said, Jack, you know that. I said, you got a conscience? He said, yeah, I, I know. I said, when you do wrong, do you know you've done wrong? Yeah, I know I've done wrong. And I, uh, the, Lord, the Lord uses those things to bring to our mind, you know, hey, I need to, I need to walk with Him. So He says, this is the way to walk. Walk in it. If you've been in church very long at all, you know there's a right way to live and there's a wrong way to live. And the Lord, it's, it's, uh, He wants our best. And if we obey Him, and if we're obedient to what He wants us to do, we'll get favor. That's not a guarantee. But if we don't do what he tells us. What does Galatians tell us that we just went through a couple of weeks ago or months ago? It had something like this. Uh, uh, you'll reap what you sow. You know. Those things come. You know. I, I'm sure I've told you this story, but Belt and I hadn't been married very long and I went to work for Continental Electronics in Dallas and, and I had at that time you had to have a physical before you went to work. I don't even know if they do physical before work anymore. But anyway, I was 21 years old, just out of college, and, and they went had this list, you know, have you had, have you had, have you had. And I went through all that, and I said, I'm, I'm just 21. He said, Bill, you'd be surprised how many 21-year-old wrecks I said. <laughs> and I'm sure that's, that's multiplied today, you know. I multiplied today. Walk the walk. Verse 23 of chapter 30. And then He will give you rain for the seed for which you've sown in the ground and bread from the yield of the ground. It will be rich and plenteous on the day your livestock will gaze and roam the pasture. Your ox and your donkeys which will work the ground will eat salted fodder which has been in the shoveling fort. On every lofty mountain and on every high hill there will be streams running with water on the day of the great slaughter when the towers fall. 
The light of the moon will be as the light of the sun. The light of the sun will be seven times brighter like the light of the seven days on the day of the Lord. Binds up the fracture of his people and heals his bruise. Um, he is afflicted and afflicted. We know Revelation tells us that we won't have a sun and a moon in heaven because our, our, our sun, our light will be Jesus himself, will be the Lamb. I don't know how that's going to work. That's just what Scripture says. I think somewhere the Lord's going to got a power plant for me to run up there somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, we'll go. Skip down to verse 29. You will have songs in the night, and you will keep the festivals and gladness of heart as one uh, who marches to the sound of the flute, to go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. And the Lord will cause his voice of authority to be heard, and the descending of his arm to be seen in fierce anger, and in the clouds of the consuming fire, in cloudburst, downpour, and hailstone. Verse 30, and the Lord will cause his voice of authority to be hailed, uh, heard. Um, you all know that uh, my home is in Louisiana. And if you follow the news this last little bit, it's been inundated with water. We've been talking to our friends down there, and they've had <laughs> over a two-day period of something like 16 inches of rain. And everything is is uh, is flooded. Uh, art, there's water in the basement of the church. Just uh, and it's it's uh, it's it's amazing. We've never thought that type of thing. And it's it's as bad as Columbia was. And they had dam breaks. There's no there's rivers and creeks that are over. But it's 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 the way it is. <clears throat> and we know that a big man. Uh, who has no fear of the Lord, uh, when the sky gets black, it's a different thing. It says here, and in the flame of consuming fire, in cloudbursts, downpours, and hailstones. And what can we say? God is still God, and He's still on the throne. He's still on the throne. He can do what He wants to do. And there comes a time that all we have to do is take it because there's nothing we can do. God is God. Can He stop it? Absolutely. Maybe He didn't choose to. Chapter 31. Woe to those who go down to Egypt or hell and rely on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. They do not look to the Holy One of Israel nor seek the Lord. They're trusting in Egypt in this particular case. And we've talked about that. The king of Judah went down to Egypt to make an alliance to they thought they were going to have to face Assyria. I said, don't worry about Assyria. And by the way, what are you doing down there? Trust me. Trust me. There's a lot of things in life that we do that we don't, we don't, we ask the Lord after the fact. You know, 
and we don't ask him first. And he, and he says, uh, he said, they don't look to the Holy One of Israel or seek the Lord. Verse 7 of chapter 31. For in that day, every man will cast away his silver idols, his gold idols, which sinful hands have made for you as a sin. And Assyria will fall by the sword, not of man. A sword, not of man, will devour him. So he will not escape the sword. And his young men will become forced laborers. His rock will pass away because of panic, and his princes will be terrified at the standard, declares the Lord, whose fire is in Zion and whose furnace is in Jerusalem. <clears throat> we went through this when we, we went through Joshua. And we, you know, where the Lord uh, whistled. <laughs> that's, that's Bill's paraphrase. Um, and had all these hornets come. And the armies of Israel had to, had to do nothing. The hornets drove the people out. We've seen in Isaiah where he said he could whistle for the bees and whistle for the flies. And they would do what the Lord wants to do. Um, he's, he's a mighty God and he can do what he wants to do. He says, every man needs to cast away his idol, verse 7. We don't mm, pretty much have idols that we, little statues that we put around that we worship, but it might be a brand new F-150 or something like that that we, we have a, we have a, uh, uh, that's our idol all of a sudden, that's where we put our money and that kind of thing. Scripture also says a cute little thing like uh, where your money is, your heart will be also. You know? Somebody said you shoot a guy in the heart, he keeps on walking, you shoot him in his left hip pocket, he'll fall over dead. You know? <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, where it, that's where it is. Chapter 32. The glorious future, my Bible says right there. Behold, a king will reign righteously and the princes will rule justly. Each will be like a refuge from the wind and a shelter from the storm. Like streams of water in a dry country, like the shade of a huge rock in a parched land, when the eyes of those who see will not be blinded and the ears of those who hear will listen and the mind of the hastily will discern the truth and the tongue of the stammerers will Hasten to speak clearly. No longer will be the fool be called noble. No rogue be spoken as generous. For a fool speaks nonsense, and his heart inclines toward wickedness. To practice ungodliness and to speak error against the Lord. To keep the hungry person unsatisfied and the whole drink from the thirsty. As for the rogue, his weapons are evil. His devices, he devises wicked schemes to destroy the afflicted with slander, even though the needy one speaks what is right. You've been thirsty. It was a good thing to have some water. 
you've wanted to shave, and yet this is what the Lord wants to give us. He wants to give us all these things. Verse 15 of chapter 32. Until the Spirit is poured out on us from on high, and the wilderness becomes a fertile field, and the fertile field is considered as the forest, then justice will prevail in the wilderness, and righteousness will abide in the fertile field, and all the work of righteousness will be peace, and the service of righteousness, quietness, and confidence forever. Then my people will live in a special habitation, in secure dwellings, and in undisturbed resting places. And it will and it will hail when the forest comes down, and the city will be utterly laid low. How blessed will you be, you who sow beside the waters, who led freely the ox and the donkey. Verse 33, chapter 33, verse 2. O Lord, be gracious to us, for he, we have waited for you. Be their strength every morning, our salvation in the time of distress. At the sound of tumults, people flee. And the lifting of yourself, nations disperse, your spoil is gathered as the caterpillar gathers, as locusts rush about, men rush about on him. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high, and his Zion with justice and righteousness, and he will be the stability of your times. The wealth of salvation, wisdom and knowledge, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Verse 13, you who far away, hear what I've done. You that are here, near, acknowledge my might. Sinners in Zion are terrified, trembling has seized the godless. Who among us can live with consuming fire? Who among us can live with continual burn burning? Verse 15, he who walks righteousness and speaks with sincerity, and rejects unjust gain, and shakes his hand so there's no hole, no, excuse me, they hold no drive. He who stops his ears from hearing about bloodshed, and shuts his eyes from looking upon evil. Um, <laughs> right and wrong, morality, you know, it's a, it's a thing we all, we all long for. Um, I think you're probably as confused as I am in this election cycle about what's going on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll know more come this summer. And we'll have a chance to vote come no November. But our world is upside down. And as we approach Easter, I think it's good for us to kind of put politics on the back burner because our focus and our hope, if it's in Washington, we got it in the wrong place. Our hope is in the Lord. And as Isaiah prophesied 3,000 years ago, his word is true and what he says he's going to do, he's going to do and he doesn't like evil. He wants us to be obedient to what He wants us to do. 
Belton and I are reading through the Bible again, and today we were in Matthew, and and when Jesus was talking about uh, uh, when you were in prison, did you come see me? I was hungry, did you feed me? You know, the things that we know to do, humanitarian, we need to do those things. But above all, we need to follow Him and know Him and forgiveness of sin. Because everything else will fall in place. Once we get our heart right with the Lord, everything else falls in place. It's easy to describe somebody that's evil and doing that in a couple of words. He's lost. He doesn't know. He doesn't know how to act. He doesn't know how to think. He doesn't, he doesn't know. He doesn't know the giver of life. But once he's saved, it's a different ballgame. And if he testifies to that fact and continues on doing these things, God says, I'll take care of him in due time. I'll take care of him. That's not our problem. But we need to just keep loving and keep doing the things we want to do. And I, Isaiah was, was saying here, he says, um, let me get these cheaters back on. <clears throat> he says, he who walks righteously and speaks with sincerity. Okay, verse 17. Your eyes will see the king in his beauty, and they will behold a far distant land, and your heart will meditate on terror. Where is he who counts? Where is he who waits? Where is he who counts the towers? You will no longer see, no longer see a fierce people, a people of unintelligible speech which no one comprehends, of stammering tongue which no one understands. Look upon Zion, the city of our appointed feasts. Thy eyes will see Jerusalem, an undisturbed habitation. The tent will not be folded, its stakes will never be pulled up, nor will its cords be torn apart. But there the majestic one, the Lord, will be for us. A place of rivers, wide canals, which no boat or oars will go, which no mighty ship will pass. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. And that's our focus where the Lord is. Chapter 34. O nations. Now later on he talks of a couple of places in here about Edom. Now Edom is a is a metaphor for everybody that's against Israel. And, and you see that today. You know. Had headlines this last week where Israel needs to be annihilated. Uh, <laughs> they're still God's people and He's going to deal with them and He'll deal with those nations too. Verse 34. Draw near, 
O nations, to hear and listen. O people, let the earth and all it contains hear. And the... What time is it? What time is it, Jack? I got three minutes? Okay. Now that's about all I need, I reckon. <laughs> uh, verse 1. Let the earth and all it contains here and the world and all that springs from it. For the Lord's indignation is against all the nations. Verse 8. For the Lord has a day of vengeance. And I'll stop there. The Lord in heaven is just that. And He will do what He said He will do. It might not be in our time. It might be in our time. I don't know what the Lord is going to deal with people. I know this, that continual evil and, and evil against His chosen people, He's not going to allow it. <coughs> to just go unpunished. One day, somehow, some way, he'll bring it to an end. And that's his doing. His doing. Because of who he is. So, the gloom and doom and despair on me, I hope we have turned the corner. Isaiah kind of leaves this. He doesn't talk about what is going to happen really. Or we'll have a little bit about it next week, but not much. And then we'll go into the historical part, and then we'll get into some real rich stuff in, in Isaiah. Uh, hold on, because I've had, I've went through very quickly, but when we get to some of these chapters like Isaiah 40, we might spend a month there, uh, because it's it's rich, rich, rich. What happened? Isaiah prophesied and witnessed to. And we on this side of history knows that exactly what he, what he said, he did. What he asked for, he did. I hope you have a great week. Put your shorts and t-shirts on. <laughs> have a, have a, I don't know, how can I say, blessed surgery? <laughs> I hope it goes good for you. Okay. WC, or CW, excuse me. Would you pray for me? Lord, thank you for this lesson you've had this morning. Thank you for Bill and his leadership. Thank you for your holy word, Lord. You confide to our lives. Help us to be mindful of your presence. Go with us today and further the services made. We listen attentively with open hearts to receive your message. Forgive us when we feel you in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well done, man. Thank you.